0: Hello and welcome to the BC podcast. My name is Rasmus Beck, and this podcast is recorded at the European Championships in Kiev. Today with me, Teresa Schwabikova from Czech Republic. Teresa, welcome. Thank you. Teresa, we have known each other for quite some years now, but it's actually the first time on on the show for you. Uh, How is it now to be uh, be part of the club, so to speak?
1: Uh, It's uh, exciting. It's actually very exciting because now I'm getting senior and maybe getting some results. So maybe hopefully in the future I'll be next to the totally top ones
0: yeah that could be good that could be good Therese, um, you're one of those uh, young players in your country uh, who, who has been around forever although you are quite young still uh, but all eyes are on you and it's it's like oh is she the next big one H- how is it to to have eyes on you
1: uh, i'm trying to not to think so much about it but of course when there is the national team around of course there's a little bit of pressure on me even though they maybe don't show it so much, but you feel like it, like you are making the own pressure on yourself. And uh, we have had many talents in the country, which have been very good engineers and then they just disappeared. So I'm just trying to not be one of those. And I really want to have some results in the senior category, which is the most important for me. So I'm just going to go on and push myself to be the best.
0: I remember the first time I met you, I think you were around 17 back then, uh, maybe uh, 17, 18, around that. Um, and and there was, it was pretty clear that, that you had a goal, but, but you were also like, yeah, I need also to step on the brake sometime. Um, is it still like that?
1: Yeah, especially if you met me in around 17, 18, mm, I have yeah. been in really much, uh much hard uh, times because I was on junior national team, on a senior national team, and I was playing all kinds of competitions I had to attend all kinds of camps and it was very hard and I didn't really have any break any vacation anything for I don't know how many years now and I can start I'm starting to feel it like okay now it's been a long time of practicing for some years and I really need at least one two weeks break but before when I was at the time, there was really not a chance to do so because, okay, I stopped the juniors and then, okay, in a week we have a senior national camp or whatever. So I had to go on and show up.
0: Is that one of the downsides coming from like a smaller country where, you know, if you're the best juniors, you might be, might even be the better seniors uh, or at least like top two, top three as the seniors? Is that one of the downsides?
1: I think so. I won my first nationals when I was 16. And i would much i would be much happier if i had somebody to catch up on because then you know it's nice to win nationals at 16 like okay that's a big thing but uh, from 16 i have been the one who is supposed to show the skills and everything and i didn't have anybody to learn from so yeah. if, if,
0: if i look at you winning at 16 and as far as i remember me at she also won at 16 in denmark but there was actually quite a difference yeah. there, uh, as far as I see it.
1: Yeah, for sure, because Mia, she still had five, six other girls, which could have been in her normally. And But for me, from 16, there was not really nobody who like uh, played with me closely or whatever. And then, of course, I was called up as a number one or something, even though my ranking was not. But what I have been told is, like, for us, you are number one even though your ranking is not the first one. So it's like, okay, but I'm still just a little girl, junior. How can you put this kind of pressure on me? And since I was, I don't know, 18, I've been hearing things. Okay, you cannot behave like this on court. You are a national champion. You have to show some, uh, you need to be some idol. And I'm like, okay, why cannot the 26 year old girls can be the idols and I can be the one studying from them. So, of course, it was hard.
0: Have you grown up faster because of this?
1: I think so. Yeah. But I'm still feeling like a little girl, especially on court, almost always.
0: <laughs> How can that be seen?
1: Uh, emotions. Not so uh, not so good with hiding emotions yet. No. Working on it. but.
0: Maybe also some kind of temper once in a while.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Is that
0: something you try to control or is it more like, okay, I'll just give it all out and so be it?
1: I'm trying to control it, but if I'm really trying to push it, like to keep it in and be like um, uh, stone-faced, I can feel it on myself that, okay, but this is, I'm now holding it in and it's kind of like keeping me around and I can really play. So sometimes I really had to get it out, but working on it.
0: I I remember a match where we uh, we met afterwards, I think it was in Belgium, somewhere on the circuit for sure. Where you came off the court in Rasmus, I I I tried to be too nice for the for the public, uh, and that was actually why I lost because I was not me on court. Um, how has it changed for you in the last couple of years? Saying okay, I can I can be Teresa in the way I want to be, but at, at, at the second I have to, I'm stepping off the court, I need to be Teresa also as everybody expects me to be.
1: Ooh. That's a tough question, because I think the most important is how I feel and how I'm going to be on court and what's going to suit me the best. Mm. So that's what I have to focus on.
0: Teresa, one of the big choices you made were actually also to leave home. Uh, You moved to Denmark a few years ago now uh, as a very young girl. Um, What was the main reason for doing so? Uh,
1: We didn't have any national center. We didn't have any good... uh, like uh, possibility to strain, no sparring so actually when I was like 16 I've been the first time in Denmark just like for some camp and I really liked the people especially Danish people they are so lovely thank you <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, yeah then I was coming back and I could see the difference that I had nobody to practice with and um, it was tough and then before the summer before the European Champions in Junior Youth Olympics I was told uh, from the Czech Badminton Federation from the head coach at the moment who was uh, I was told that okay we will give you the best we can in the summer we will take care of you, we will prepare you well and then like I was counting on it and then one week before I've been told from other guy just go we have nothing for you so I was like okay you know and then my coach in Denmark, he was the only, like, I called him, told him about my situation. He said, come here, we will always take care of you. And then, you know, it grows to also personally. And then you are like, okay, you are there for me in the worst. And yeah, and I'm really happy with where I am.
0: But there is no secret that you're actually uh, living now in, in, the, in the area where I grew up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very, very fouled in the countryside. It's a very small village you actually live in. Uh, it's it's a big difference from, from other players living in the bigger cities and everything. Uh, it might also be a kind of change of life for you knowing that okay now I'm living in the barn, basically.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, I'm, I've been growing up in the city. I was used to go to school after like go for lunch which we had like in the shopping center. And like be in the city had everything five minutes of, apart from my home and now it's like okay. I'm living on the farm in mm. the middle of nowhere, mm. but I like it. Is it worth I it? I like it. Yeah, it is worth it.
0: Yeah. What is what is the main reason why it's worth it?
1: Um, the people.
0: Mm. Have you become a better player? Yes. Mm. What does it mean for you that not, not only that you had a coach uh, to whom you also build a close relationship, also to the coach's family, I know, uh, that, that there are options for, for going either there or maybe, we know Katerina Tomalova, she's mm-hmm. at the Centre of Excellence uh, by, by Badminton Europe, and maybe you also will be involved there at mm-hmm. some point. What does it mean for you that coming from a country where there will be like no organised national training that actually opened doors for you still in the sport?
1: Yeah, like for me at the moment, we have many young players uh-huh. in uh, Linne, uh-huh. where uh-huh. but uh, I'm looking for sparring outside uh-huh. and uh, I actually am thinking about going like, to the center of excellence for one, two weeks because uh-huh. I know that there is a very good single group uh-huh. for girls now. And I know that there is also something building up in Czech.
0: Uh-huh.
1: There is like a national center building up, but it's not good yet enough and there is uh, what I have been told for, from the players, from the girls' side, especially, it's not been good for them. So if you hear this for like girl from girl, like girl to girl, you're like, okay, do I want to go there? If it's just a, like a focus on the men singles, which is good because we have, I think, the best men singles there, so it's good for them. But for the girls, at the moment, I don't want to go somewhere where I will be again the ones trying to pull the others up. I want to go and play with the girls which I can be pulled up to because I don't want like, to make it sound bad. I don't want the others in my age to you know, come and be better than me or the same. I want to come to the older ones and better ones to pull myself up. Hmm.
0: Teresa, we have been uh, doing a couple of interviews in the last couple of years now. Uh, that's no secret. Uh, a lot of, of, of those talks have also touched point with the Olympics. <laughs> yeah, of course, uh, the Tokyo Olympics, but also Paris and, and even further on. Um, You play two categories, which is extraordinary, especially for singles players. Um, You always say to me, when I ask you, and and I actually believe, I've started to believe you, because I didn't in the beginning, I will admit that, saying that "Ah, it's okay for me not to go to Tokyo. But now I actually believe you. Um, But but maybe explain to the other guys watching this, why is it okay not to qualify for the Olympics for you?
1: Uh, Because I don't feel as a full player yet. I'm still young, I have a lot to learn. And uh, I have tried to qualify for Tokyo from the beginning and also still now because uh, I'm the national champion. I had results on the senior European circuit and I was trying, okay, there is a chance. So I went into it. I had, uh, I had good help from my city and from region and from my parents and also from the national team, like from the Czech Federation with money, so I could afford to go to the tournament. But uh, yeah, if I qualified for Tokyo now, I would be overwhelmed, like it would be super amazing. But my main goal is Paris and afterwards the, another one, because that's when I'm feeling like, okay, there I might be the real player I want to be, the good one. Yeah.
0: Teresa, we, we spoke in December 2020 at yes. the uh, mixed team qualification, where you said, uh, I would be so happy for Katerina to qualify. Uh, Why did you say that back then and what did you actually mean by saying so?
1: Uh, I don't know how it's in other federations, but it's very important. So one of us qualifies because it's important for also all the other players. Because if one of us qualifies, then we can say that we have a player in the Olympics. In a country like us, when badminton is not at all a big sport, there is tennis, football, athletics. So it's like... If we don't have anybody in the Olympics, then uh, there will be also less money for us, other players. So it's important for us to have somebody there. And also, I know how much Katarina works for it. We know each other how much we work for it. So I think, I hope, also from Katarina's side, she would wish it to me. Of course, there is the little, like... uh, There's always a rivalry, Yeah, of course, (laughs) that's everywhere. But like, we are playing doubles together and we can always talk together. We are friends. So, I don't see why I would, I would be sad, I would maybe be mad, but that's how it is. And she has qualified it herself, it's not like somebody gave it to her. No, no,
0: no, exactly, exactly. because the, she also have to put in a job for it, exactly. uh, if, if she makes it. Um, Teresa, what you say, Paris 2024 is, is, is the goal for you, yeah. and, and right now, uh, Katherine is not that old, but but she might also uh, decide to continue. That that's, I feeling is still. Um, you might know something I don't, and that's perfectly fine. But it might also still be an option for her. But but what makes you what makes you sure that you can actually make it to, to Paris three years from now? It's actually not that big a gap anymore.
1: No, it's a little bit different. Of course, it's my like the first Olympic cycle I'm trying but I know that always it's been like four years, then you have like one year like off, two years of, and then you're starting up to build on the ranking, and now it's like, okay, there is just one, and then there is the, then you have to start up building up the ranking. And actually it's not a big problem for me because as I'm coming still like lately from the juniors, everything has been very close. Also with the playing the seniors and juniors. So I'm like, okay, that's just perfect for me because then I have like more time, like uh, not more time, but like uh, I can keep in, I will probably not fall out and just build it up more.
0: <laughs> but Theresa uh, making it to Olympics that that's yeah. one thing. Um what is the goal then if you make it to the Olympics? Because yeah, one every, thing is saying I everybody. want to qualify yeah. and I and I admire that, but, but you yeah. also go there not only to be no. part of it.
1: No, of course, and I think everybody wants that. To just not go there and just to participate. It's bigger, like uh, of course, it depends on the group. Of course, you can get the best players in the group and then you are like, okay, I can just show what I can, but if the draw is fine, then I'm really much uh, like thinking about winning some matches. I That's what I'm saying. I'm not a full player at the moment. So if I qualified, I don't feel like if I went there, I would have a chance to even like play very tight with some of the best players in the world. So I'm like, okay, that would be nice to qualify just for the, you know, for the experience. But I want to go there and be a good opponent and somebody who, who can they be scared of.
0: No offense, there's still a bit of work to be done, right? Yeah. Teresa, this is recorded in late April 2021. If we turn, uh, turn forward the clock three years, have you then qualified for Paris
1: 2024? Um, I hope so. You
0: hope so, yeah. Let's cross everything we can for that. And Teresa, thank you very much for joining the podcast. It was a pleasure. And uh, remember that you can always uh, watch Teresa's matches on uh, BabsonEurope.tv. Those are lives and also those on demand. And of course, you can follow us on all uh, the platforms. Thank you very much for watching.